Oh, hey, Casey, are you there? I am here. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. How are yeah. you? Oh, pretty good. You know, we just had the Skeptic Mafia podcast. Which we did. If you want to catch that, you just go to joinskepticmafia.com and you'll be able to get those particular episodes or go to patreon.com and godless engineer and you'll be able to go daily shilling with g, g. <laughs> uh but yeah we we discussed the whole trump uh thing the trump uh, press conference the state of emergency press yeah conference. the yeah. state of emergency the non-emergency or whatnot so if you guys want that go and join skeptic mafia today but that's not what we're talking about here we're talking no. about bible shit aren't we? we are more bible study yes bible podcast <laughs> you ready you ready for this because i know that we kind of covered a lot yeah but i didn't really write all that much yeah because here's the deal like it's a lot of words for not a whole lot of story progress but like it's kind of like random things happen so a lot of things happen but not i don't know it's weird today yeah so we're i mean the podcast might be a little long today but but I'm going to sum it up for you right here, and you are going to be fully informed. I'm telling you. <laughs> you will not miss a particular detail at all with right. this, okay? Right. All right. So, <clears throat> previously on the Bible, Samuel died. <laughs> uh, but then David goes into a desert, and he finds this guy named Kneeballs. I imagine that it's a lot like the Borderlands <laughs> guy, Three Nuts. Or whatever his name is. Um, he probably jumped out of like a wrecked, I don't know, caravan or something. It was like shaking his balls about. And he's like, anyways. I'm pretty sure that guy's name is Nine Toes. Or Nine nine Toes. No, there's like Nine Toes. Oh, he's got like Nine Toes and Three Balls. Yes. I think is what it is. Anyways, Knee Balls then tells uh, David to get the fuck out. And then Knee Ball dies. Um <laughs> And so David was like, oh, well, fuck, you left this perfectly good wife over here. I'm going to take that shit. So he nabs up the the wife uh, whose name was Abigail. I don't know why that specific woman is important, but maybe we'll get to that. I don't know. Um, and then Saul begins hunting down David yet again. And yet again, David rubs Saul's nose in his own shit. Uh, David then cloaks himself with fillies, and I can only imagine that means that he skinned a whole bunch of Philistines and he wore their skin. He became a skinwalker. That's what he did. David becomes a skinwalker. That's what it should have. You legit with. just walked yourself there, like live. I know I did, didn't I? <laughs> David becomes a skinwalker um, until the king kicked him out for being a freeloading asshole. Uh, David then experiences some lag, and he lost a bunch of his supplies, including a bunch of women in this lag. So, I mean, it's like they were there one minute, then they weren't, and so he lost them. And then Casey's over here like, where in the fuck is this in the story? <laughs> I know, I'm flipping the pages. I'm like, where the fuck did that even come from? Like, usually I know. Usually I know where he gets his crazy shit, but I had to. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, so after experiencing the lag and getting his glitched ass all, you know, together and whatnot, he then decides to establish socialism. The end. <laughs> and so that's all. We don't even really need to do the We pod. definitely need to do the podcast. No, I mean, we David, definitely need to do the podcast. David experienced lag and no. lost a bunch of women. No, that's not. Mm. <laughs> What's up, heathens? How, How y'all doing? doing? So to 
Today we are going to be going over more Bible, and this is going to be actually Samuel. Fuck, I twenty-five to twenty-seven. Thank you, uh, my, our Bible study master. <laughs> You're welcome. So, Casey, why don't you take us through this? Uh, yes, previously Samuel died, and yes. then stuff happened. He did, and you know what? I'm actually just I'm going to give you a preview for next week early on, right here up front, because next week you're going to want to watch or listen or whatever because they try to raise Samuel from the dead. <gasps> they try to raise him from the dead? Yes, they get Fucking- a witch. A witch? Yes. Fucking necromancy <laughs> as fuck. I was really disappointed when, like, this. I, I was reading through and the story ended for today. And then I saw next, the next one is where they raise Samuel's spirit and talk to him. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is amazing. I wish it was today. But it's not. So we got to get through today. There's some interesting stuff happens here, though. So... Are you ready? Yes, I am totally ready. Yeah. Okay. So we know that Samuel dies and um, David basically and Samuel raised Saul, if you remember. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, so last time also uh, Saul promised David he would never come after him again or harm him. Right. And um, the tests say that was a lie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get into some of that. But David moved down into the desert of uh, Maon, and a certain man there had property in Carmel. He was very wealthy. He had a thousand goats, 3,000 sheep, and he was shearing them in Carmel. <laughs> what? That seems to be oddly specific. No, Well, I guess they're not technically specific because it's like, oh, he just had a fuck ton of goat. It was yeah. like fucking a thousand of them yeah it's like no, there were there were maybe a hundred uh, there was more like 85 david god damn <laughs> there might have been a thousand you don't fucking know but there were definitely three thousand sheep and he was shearing <laughs> he was shearing all of them in uh in carmel have you seen a a, a sheep get sheared yes like it is fucking crazy isn't it <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny though <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. So this guy's name was Nabal and his wife's name was Abigail. And she was an intelligent and beautiful woman. I'm not sure why they felt the need to say that. I think it's to contrast with him, who they say was he's a Calebite who was surly and mean in all of his dealings. Surly and mean. Yeah. He's he's grouchy. Oh, he's, he's grouchy. That's what surly means. Yeah. I was thinking burly, and I was thinking he was just like a big like beef steak or something. No, I mean he might be. I don't know. Or is that no, not beef steak, beef cake. Beef cake. Yeah. Yeah, men would be beef cake, and women were called cheesecakes. Oh, okay. Yeah, back well, in the like, I guess twenties or thirties or so. Oh, okay. Well, I, was, I could just imagine him chewing on some like roid straw or something. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, he was he was surly, he was grumpy and mean in his business dealings, okay? So okay. people didn't particularly like him. So while David was in the desert, he had heard that Nabal was shearing his sheep. So he sent 10 young men to them and and said, "Go up to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Say to him, long life to you, good health to you and your household and good health to all that is yours. Now I hear that it is sheep shearing time. When your shepherds were with us, we did not mistreat them. And the whole time they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs went missing. Mm-hmm. Um, basically saying, hey, we, we did right by you. Now you should do right by us. Right. Okay. Ask your, your own servants and they will tell you. Therefore, be favorable toward my young men since we come at a festive time. 
please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. Okay. So when David's men arrived, they gave Nabal the message in David's name, and they waited. Nabal answered David's servants, Who is this David? Who is the son of Jesse? Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread and water and the meat I have slaughtered for for my shearers and give it to men coming from who knows where? So he pretended not to know who David was. Right. Everybody in this area knew who David was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he says, so David's men, they turn around and went back to David. And when they arrived, they reported every word. David said to his men, put on your swords. So they put on their swords and David put on his. About 400 men went up with David while 200 stayed with the supplies. One of the servants t- told Nabal's wife, Abigail, David sent messengers from the desert to give our master his greetings, but he hurled insults at them. Yet these men were very good to us. They did not mistreat us, and the whole time they were out in the fields uh, near them, nothing went missing. Night and day they were a wall around us, and at all, all the time we were herding our sheep near them. Now think it over and see what you can do, because disaster is hanging over our master and his whole household." He is such a wicked man that no one can talk to him. So Abigail, of course, was like horrified, right? Because her husband's Mm -hmm. an asshole. And so she lost no time. She took 200 loaves of bread, uh, two skins of wine, uh, five dressed sheep, five sias of roasted grain, 100 cakes of raisins, and 200 cakes of pressed figs, and loaded them onto donkeys. Then she told her servants, go on ahead and I'll follow you. But she did not tell her husband. Mm-hmm. So as she came riding her donkey into a mountain ravine, there was David and his men descending toward her, and she met them. David had just said, it's it's been useless, all my watching over this fellow's property in the desert so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. May God deal with David's enemies, be it ever so severely, if by morning I leave alive one male of all who belong to him. So when Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed before him with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, My Lord, let the blame be on me alone. Please let your servant speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. May my Lord pay no attention to that wicked man Nabal. He is just like his name. His name is Fool, and folly goes with him. But as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my master sent. You know, I can just imagine being Nibal's parents being like, what's a dumb fucking name we can give this little shit? I mean, look at him. He's running into walls and stuff. I know Nibal. Well, it's Nabal. It's N-A-B-A-L. Nabal. Yes. Oh, well. (laughs) It's still, apparently the name means fool. Well, that's what she is saying. Not necessarily. It doesn't say that it means that in Hebrew. It's just she's saying his name is fool. Oh, okay. Well, it just seems like it, in modern times, a woman would be like, now, listen, I'm, I'm really sorry about this. He's a dipshit. OK, you just got to <laughs> give him a little bit of room there. OK, he's not all up here, but he's a sweet feller. OK, he's just a little dumb. Well, I mean, she's not saying he's a sweet feller, but she is saying the other shit. Like, <laughs> don't wait, just ignore him. Just ignore him. He's an asshat and let's move forward. We can deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, which I mean, some some women have to do that for their husbands. Let's be honest. Yeah, I, you, I mean, like you don't think in a few months you're gonna be like, ah, I know exactly how this bitch feels. <laughs> no, no, not quite like that. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, 
she continues, now since the Lord has kept you, my master, from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, may your enemies and all who intend to harm my master be like Nabal. And let this gift, which your servant has brought you, be given to the men who follow you. Please forgive your servant's uh, offense, for the Lord will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my master, because he fights the Lord's battles. Let no wrongdoing be found in you as long as you live. Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my master will be bound securely. And she keeps calling him her master. Mm-hmm. So she goes on like forever. Um, the lives of his enemies or will be hurled away from him. Let's see. Uh, The Lord has brought my master success. Remember your servant. So anyway, David said to Abigail, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment uh, and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, who has kept me from harming you. If you had not come quickly to meet me, not one male belonging to Nabal would have been left alive by daybreak. Then David accepted from her hand what she had brought him and said, go home in peace. I have heard your words and granted your request. Mm -hmm. When Abigail went to Nabal, he was in the house holding a banquet like that of a king. He was in high spirits and was very drunk. She told him nothing until daybreak. Then in the morning when Nabal was sober, his wife told him all of these things and his heart failed him and he became like stone. About 10 days later, the Lord struck Nabal and he died. So, wait, he he became petrified, and then he died 10 days later. Yeah, he had a heart attack. He turned into petrified wood, I guess. He turned into stone, and and he basically probably a coma. It said his heart failed him, and he became like a stone. So he probably had a heart attack or a stroke and went into a coma, and then 10 days later he died. I mean, that's a bit of a dramatic reaction, right? I mean, I feel like, yeah. (laughs) You went behind my back! Oh, I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> but so, yeah, it, but it says the Lord struck him. Right. So With like, his big dick. <laughs> can, can you just imagine? It's like, it's like, he's just like, wait a second, what? And then it's like a godly dick would boom and knocked him in his heart. It's like, oh, that's just too much God for his heart. Yeah, pretty much. It's exactly what happened, G.E. Keep thinking about that big god dick. (laughs) So when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Praise be to the Lord who has upheld my cause against Nabal for treating me with contempt. He has kept his servant from doing wrong and he has brought Nabal's wrongdoing down on his own head. So he celebrates Nabal's death, which seems like a super, like, you know, nice religious person thing to do. Well, well, I mean, yeah, honey, God. Got to celebrate the death of your enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have so. drinks and, you know, talk shit about them while they're dead, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. So, so here's the thing. David wastes, like, no time, and he sends for Abigail. <laughs> like, listen, I remember that prime little piece that he had. Yeah. How'd who, you get her to come on over here and sit in my lap? I mean, she, she went face down ass up for him uh, yeah pretty much and brought him bread and wine and stuff and cakes made a fig and i don't she, know if you've eaten fig but it's delicious mm, uh, only fig newtons mm. and only by the sleeves 
Like, you can't just have a couple. You've got to eat the whole no, thing. No, are you fucking kidding? I heard a Brian Regan comedy bit one time where he was like, have you noticed the serving sizes on Fig Newtons? Three. It's like three Fig Newtons. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. It should be a whole fucking sleeve <laughs> because that is how much you eat in a sitting. <laughs> They're really delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, and that's probably why we don't buy them. <laughs> I cannot remember the last time I've had a Fig Newton, but yeah. Yeah, good. yeah. Before before you fucks, like, jump on it, no, I don't eat Fig Newtons by the sleeve, actually. I'm a diabetic. I don't think we've ever had Fig Newtons in we, our house. We've never had Fig Newtons. But when I was younger and I could actually eat that shit yeah. by the sleeve, I would eat them by the sleeve. Like, no They're joke. really good. My mom used to, um, when I was little, she used to get the... So she... My mom is also diabetic. Um, she's a type 1 diabetic also. Mm-hmm. And she... When I was a kid, there didn't used to be a lot of diabetic-friendly stuff. And her doctors, like, when she was first diagnosed, um, it wasn't about, like, she wasn't overweight at all or anything. But the doctors, it wasn't really about carbohydrates then as much as it was about, like, calories and fat. And it was, like, just eat low-fat stuff. So that's what she did. Well, so she would buy, I know. But this was a long time ago. Like, right. this was when I was little, and I'm old now. So <laughs> <laughs> We know our shit now. Yeah. So, like, we know better. And my mom certainly hasn't eaten that kind of stuff in a long time. But back then, she would eat, like, rice cakes. Because yeah. that's they her doctor told her rice cakes were a good thing for her to eat. Rice cakes are definitely not a good thing for her to eat. Um, <laughs> but, um, so she would buy the... I don't know how many of you have a Kroger and I don't even know if they still sell these. They're little miniature Fig Newtons yeah. and they're like blueberry or strawberry and they're tiny and they're fat free. Mm-hmm. And oh boy, those were delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember when she used to buy those, but anyways, we got way off track. We did. So David sent word to Abigail asking her to become his wife. Now, I don't know if you remember, but David, David's first wife was Saul's daughter, Michal, right? Right. Well, so Michal, when this whole David-Saul thing went down and David had to go away, Saul gave her to um, uh, Paltiel. Uh, He gave her to another man uh, to be his wife. So Mm -hmm. now she's, I guess, no longer David's wife. But David has another wife already. Um, Her name is, do we have a name for her? Let's see. Uh, Yes, Ahinoam. Ahinoam? (laughs) Ahinoam of Jezreel. And so she was his wife. I don't know where he picked her up. So this is the third wife. Yeah, but only the second one that lives with, like, the one we live together, like, with two. Oh, the okay. third, The third one was given to another man. Oh. Or the, fir- the first one. The first one was given to another man to be his wife. So she's oh, no longer really David's that's, wife. Oh, okay. That's, that's right. Saul's daughter. Michelle. Saul's daughter was given. Uh, okay, I'm going back. Okay. Yeah. But still, this is a second wife, like, on top of his already, like, one wife? Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's a that's a lot. But he wanted her, so he sent she 
quickly, let's see, it says, um, his servants went to Carmel and asked Abigail, David sent us to take you to become his wife. She bowed down with her face to the ground and said, here is your maidservant ready to serve you and wash the feet of my master's servants. Abigail quickly got on a donkey and attended her five, attended by her five maids and went with David's messengers and became his wife. David had also married, uh, here it is, Ahinoam of Jezreel, and they both were his wives. But Saul had given him his daughter, Michal, David's wife, to Paltiel, son of Laish, who was from Gallium or Gallum. 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 I mispronounced it once, so I must not know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, you don't know shit, honey. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm just saying. Yeah. So, new, we're kind of, new story here. Right. All right. So, after all this happens, the Ziphites went to Saul at Gebeah and said, is it not, is not David hiding on the hill of Hekila, which faces Jeshimon? So, for some reason, because somebody says, hey, I think David is in this particular area. Saul's like, let's go fucking get him. Even though Saul had promised that he wasn't going to fuck with David anymore. Right. But he does. Right. Well, so, I mean, OK, first of all, I, I think that we've established that Saul is a pure dipshit. Yeah. When it comes to this, uh, comes to David. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense that he'd go back on his word because, I mean, the guy is just a shitty fucking person in general. I mean, he tried to kill David twice using the exact same tactics. Yeah. Like, oh, David's over there playing with his harp. Let me go and shove a knife in his face. And it's yeah. like, oh, you missed, well, bitch. He threw a spear. I think he was throwing spears at him. Yeah. Spear, really long knife. I mean. Yeah. And it was more than twice. <laughs> was it three times? Yeah. He did. Okay. That makes more sense. Three times. Anyways. So... Saul made his camp beside there. So Saul took 3,000 men and went and made camp, right? Right. And David stayed in the desert. When he saw that Saul when he saw that Saul had followed him there, he he sent out scouts and learned that Saul had definitely arrived. So David set out and went to the place where Saul had camped. Um, also the commander of the army Ner was there. Nur? Nur. <laughs> that sounds like some kind of sound like a, a millennial teenager or yeah, something like I know. that would say. Yeah. It, it, as, life to, as, as if to like just sort of wave you off. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, oh, yeah, well, nur. <laughs> <laughs> and you got this one dipshit that pokes his head up like, I heard my name called. <laughs> Wait, nur? <laughs> That's your name? Yeah. So anyway, they it was nighttime. They were sleeping, right? Right. They were laying inside the camp. So David asked Ahimelech the Hittite and Abishai, the son of Zariah, Joab's brother. I don't know why all this is important. Um, who will go down into the camp with me to Saul? So Abishai goes with him and they go down there and Abishai says to David, today God delivered your enemy into your hands. Now let me pin him to the ground with one thrust of my spear. I won't strike him twice. <laughs> but David said, don't destroy him. We can, who can lay a hand on the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? What, what's happening over there? Why are you laughing? <laughs> uh, at this particular point in the Bible, whenever spear and thrust are used, <laughs> I cannot seriously think that they're talking about actual spear and an actual thrust of the sphere. He says he wants sphere. to pin him to the ground with, like... His dick! No! And then thrust his dick up his ass! That's not what he's saying. 
I don't, I don't know. Okay. That's what you think of because you're perverse. I'm perverse? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not the one who, who was sitting there playing with his spear, like, sitting in the dark. I believe that was Saul, like, last time or oh, something. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, as many illusions that these people have made <laughs> to spears equaling your dick, I'm. I, it's not me. Okay, it's the story. I feel like you take it that way, though. No. The, okay. the, any reasonable person would be hard. <laughs> it would be hard for them to be like, ah, I don't know. He could be talking about dick. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying there's a lot of innuendo that's pretty blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. In your endo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can we continue? Yes, we can continue. So David says the same thing he did before about uh, Saul. Don't destroy him. He's anointed by God. As surely as the Lord lives, the Lord himself will strike him. Let me, let me translate for you guys. <clears throat> Saul, don't be a dipshit, okay? God is protecting this little fuckwit, so you best not try to go and fuck him up. You understand me? Well, it's it's David talking to Abishai about Saul. Oh. It's the same thing. Do the names correct. <laughs> Swap the names. Yeah. Okay. So... He basically says, Saul is the Lord's anointed. We're not going to hurt him. But let's fuck with him, right? So we're going to take take the what? spear that's by his head and what? the water jug and take him out of the camp. Right. But, I mean, is Saul really the anointed at this point? Like, I know that he was anointed before, but, I mean, he's kind of fallen out of favor with God. Yeah, and God left him. And they made a big deal about the fact that God left him. But for some reason, David is still, like, Saul is the anointed one. And I don't know why he's doing that. Um, but Saul is still the accepted king of Israel. So he doesn't really have a whole lot of choice at this point. I mean, I wonder if maybe that's what they're really meaning is that, well, he's the anointed one, meaning that he is currently the king. So we can't kill the king. Well, I mean, that's how monarch monarchs were seen um, by the people anyway, that the monarchies, their families were chosen and appointed by God, a king or queen, mostly kings rule by God's will. Well, yeah, but then they had that rule where you could only fuck inside the family, and we all know how that turned out. Yeah, not great. <laughs> not great. The the stories historically, the royals in in various areas through through time are their family stories are really interesting and horrifying. Um, okay, are you ready? Yes. So, like last time we read where David cut the piece of Saul's robe, you remember that? Yeah. And then let him leave the cave and then yelled at him after he left the cave and said, hey, I could have killed you. You see here I have a piece of your robe that I cut off. Mm -hmm. Just know I could have killed you and I didn't. Okay, so that was the point right. in which Saul was like, yeah, you're right. I'm coming after you for no reason. I won't kill you. I won't hurt you. I won't come after you anymore. So David tells the um, Abishai to take the the spear that's by David's head and the water jug that's by David and um, leave the camp. So they do that. They take them. Well, so once they get out of the camp. Um, well, OK, so bef before I do that. It's interesting because right here, and this is in uh, 26, 1 Samuel uh, chapter 26, it says, 
they left. No one saw or knew about it, nor did anyone wake up. They were all sleeping because the Lord had put them in a deep sleep. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, why did God put them in a deep sleep? You no, know, why do they say that? Like they were, it was nighttime. They were fucking sleeping. If they creeped around and didn't make a lot of noise, why? Like, I don't know. It was nighttime and they were sleeping. Why is this like God's thing? Well, I mean, they, of course, attribute everything to God. And if you don't attribute everything to God, then you're going to get get your ass burned. So, I mean, even the most minute things, they would say that it's because of God. I mean, all of this is the will of God. Yeah, I just think that's super weird. Well, yeah, because they're basically they're drawing fucking clouds in the sky and connecting two different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so David crossed over to the other side and stood on top of the hill some distance away, so there was a wide space between them. He called out to the army and Abner, son of Ner, aren't, aren't you going to answer me, Abner? Abner replied, who are you who calls to the king? David said, you're a man, aren't you? And who is like you in Israel? Why didn't you guard your lord, the king? Someone came to destroy your lord, the king. What have you done? What you have done is not good. As surely as the Lord lives, you and your men deserve to die because you did not guard your master, the Lord's anointed. Look around you. Where are the king's spear and water jug that were near his head? Saul recognized David's voice and said, is that your voice, David, my son? David replied, yes, it is, my lord, the king. He added, why is my lord pursuing his servant? What have I done? And what wrong am I guilty of? Now let my lord, the king, listen to his servant's words. If the lord has incited you against me, then may he accept an offering. If, however, men have done it, may they be cursed before the lord. They have now driven me from my share in the lord's inheritance and have said, go serve other gods. Now do they not let my blood fall to the ground from far presence, far from the presence of the lord? The king of Israel has come out to look for a flea as one hunts a partridge in the mountains. I, I don't get it. Um, but he's basically saying... Why are you fucking chasing me? I thought we had this conversation. I'm not here to hurt you. Leave me the fuck alone. Is basically what he's saying. If he could have issued like a, um, uh, what is it called? Um, with the police, st- uh, you do it to stalkers. Oh, um, a, um, fuck me. <laughs> you asked me too fast. I asked you too fast. Yeah. Restraining order. That thing. <laughs> it took me a second to get there. <laughs> uh, it, it, I mean, basically, if he could have taken out a restraining order, he would have. Yeah. It's like, I don't know why this saw motherfuckers over here trying to peep at me through the bushes and shit and trying to kill <laughs> me. But God damn it, keep them the fuck away from me. And, and, anyway, so, so Saul apologizes again. He says, I have sinned. Come back, David, my son, because you considered my life precious today. I will try to not harm you again. Try. I like how it's so I like how it's so like. Uh, hard of a task for him, right? He says, surely I have acted like a fool and have erred greatly. Here is the king's spear, David answered. Let one of your young men come over and get it. The Lord rewards every man for his righteousness and faithfulness. The Lord delivered you into my hands today, but I would not lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. As surely as I valued your life today, so may the Lord value my life and deliver me from all trouble. Then Saul said to David, may you be blessed, my son David. You will do great things and surely triumph. So David went on his way and Saul returned home. Okay. Okay. So David goes to live among the Philistines at this point, basically pretty much to hide from Saul and his people. 
Uh, okay, so this is the whole camouflaging himself with the Philistines that I wrote down. Yeah, with the Phillies. The yeah. Phillies, yeah. yes. So he escapes into uh, the area of Gath, and the king of Gath is Akish. So he kind of becomes a servant of Akish on the surface, like from what people see, but doesn't really. They're in Philistine attacking Philistines, but they don't tell Akish that they're doing that. They tell him that they're attacking um, Israelites. Other people, Israelites, yes. So at this point in the story, oh, so David says to Achish, if I have found favor in your eyes, let a place be assigned to me in one of the country towns that I may live there. Um, why should your servant live in the royal city with you? So Achish gave him the area of Ziklag, which is where Lag came from, uh. which is what I was looking for and thinking. I was like, where the fuck did he get that? And I was like, oh, Ziklag. Okay. So... <laughs> Apparently, that area has belonged to the kings of Judah ever since then. All right. Ever since okay. he took, he was given it by the Philistine king of Gath. So at this point, they insert in the timeline a little bit of First Chronicles chapter 12, verses 1 through 7, because it fits into the timeline. But all this is, is that there were a bunch of warriors that, not a bunch, but there were some warriors that came to help David to live with him while he was banished. And it goes through a list of names. I am not going through all of these names at all. I'm not doing it. So you can go look at that first Corinthians 12, one through seven, if you want to see the names and try to pronounce them, whatever more power to you. So I told you they were doing all of these raids. So whenever he attacked an area, whenever David and his men attacked an area, they never left a man or woman alive. Oh, wow. But they took all of the cattle, the donkeys, the camels, and all of their clothes. And so Akish, when he would return, Akish, which I don't understand why he was returning there because he was supposed to be in Ziklag, but he wasn't. He was in the royal city. So he returns to Akish and he would ask him, where did you go raiding today? And David would say, against the Negev of Judah, against the Negev of Jeremiah, against the Negev of the Kenites. So he was telling them that he was going against Israelites, but he wasn't. Right. Okay. Um, so he didn't leave anyone alive so they would wouldn't inform on them right okay um and that's basically what he did the whole time he lived in philistine he lived there for i don't know a year and four months okay um yeah that's what it says up here in samuel 27 in the beginning of samuel 27 so he lived in the philistine territory for a year and four months and the whole time he did this um so the Philistines gathered all of their forces at Aphek, and Israel camped by the spring in Je Jezreel. All the Philistine rulers marched with their units in hundred of hundreds and thousands. David and his men were marching at the rear with Achish. The commanders of the Philistines asked, what about the Hebrews? Achish replied, is this not David, who was an officer of Saul, king of Israel? He has already been with me for over a year, and from the day he left Saul until now, I have found no fault in him. But the Philistine commanders were angry with him and said, send the men back that he may return to the place you assigned him, but he must not go with us into battle or he will turn against us during the fighting. How better could he regain his master's favor than by taking the heads of our own men? Isn't this the David they sang about in their dances? Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. <laughs> this has been a serious point right here. It's yeah. been in a lot. Yeah, yeah, the song, you mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, I I really want to hear the song. Like, I wish there was some kind of way that we could know what it sounds like. Like the tune of it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I just have my little minstrel sort of version. Yeah. So David called and, or, uh, so sorry, Akish called to David and said to him, as surely as the Lord lives, you have been reliable and I would be pleased to have you serve with me in the army from the day you came to me until now you've, you know, I found no fault in you, but basically the other rulers don't like this and you have to turn back and go in peace and do nothing to displease the Philistine rulers. Mm -hmm. So David says, what have I done? What have you found against your servant from the day I came to you until now? Why can't I go and fight against the enemies of my Lord, the King? Akish answered, I know that you have been as pleasing in my eyes as the angel of God, which I think is really interesting. The angel of God, because these are Philistines. Yeah. So I'm not really certain. Sometimes they say things and I really don't understand why. Like you wouldn't. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't say that. Yeah, they, they would But, I mean, it, it's told from a, uh, I guess, technically Jewish perspective. Like, I yeah. know they're not Jews right now, but when this was all assembled. Yeah, Israelites. Jews. Yeah. Yeah. Nevertheless, the Philistine commanders have said, he must not go up with us into battle. Now get up early along with your master servants who have come with you and leave in the morning as soon as it's light. So David and his men got up and went back to the land of the Philistines, and the Philistines went up to Jezreel. So... Some of the men, some of the Philistine men that were in Manasseh defected to David when he was with the Philistines to fight against Saul. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they, they, they were defecting against, sorry, not, they were not defecting against the Philistines, they were defecting against Saul to fight with David. Right. Right? Okay, so... These men, it names them. I'm not naming them. This is also in uh, Corinthians chapter 12, 19 through 22. It goes through some names of them. David had a bunch of boy bands. Like he had his <laughs> A and his B team and everything like yeah. that. And I mean, if you really want to know the backup singers, you just got to read the book. Yeah. And it, it talks about how they helped David against raiding bands. They were all brave warriors. They were commanders in his army. Day after day, men came to help David until he had a great army like the army of God. The point is, in all of this, is that... David is collecting men. David is building an army. People are coming to him to serve him and to um, fight with him and for him. Right. Okay. That's, that's the point of all of this. And it keeps happening. So David and his men reached Ziklag on the third day. Now, remember, they had been away on raids and then went with the Philistines to fight. And then they came, they were coming back. All right. So the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag while they were gone. Mm -hmm. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it and taken captive the women uh, and all who were in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they were on their way. When David and his men came to Ziklag, they found it destroyed um, by fire and their wives, sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left, left to weep. David's two wives had been captured um, and he was greatly distressed and his men were greatly distressed. So they, there, there was some talk amongst his men about stoning David because he'd taken most of the men with him and only left some back to protect everyone and not enough. And so now all of their wives and children are gone. Oh yeah. That's the lag. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, David says, uh, bring me the ephod. Abathar, who Abathar was the priest, brought it to him. David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? And uh, God said, pursue them. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. Mm -hmm. 
So David and the 600 men who were with him, uh, some stayed behind. uh, It says 200 men were too exhausted to cross the ravine. But David and 400 of his men continued in the pursuit. They found an Egyptian in a field and brought him to David. They gave him water to drink and food to eat, part of a cake of pressed figs, two cakes of raisins, and he ate and was revived, for he had not eaten any food or drunk water in three days or three nights. That's reasonable. Yeah. So David asked him, to whom do you belong and where do you come from? He said, I'm an Egyptian, a slave of an Amalekite. My master abandoned me when I became ill three days ago. We raided the Negev of the Carathites and the territory belonging to Judah and the Negev of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag. So David asked him, can you lead me to the down to the raiding party? And the servant answered, can you lead? Uh, he said, swear to me before God that you will not kill me or hand me over to my master and I will take you down to them. So David promised and he led David down where they were. Um, and David fought them from dusk until evening of the next day. And none of them got away except the 400 young men who rode off on camels and fled. David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken, including his two wives. Nothing was missing, young or old, boy or girl, plunder or anything else they had taken. David brought everything back. He took all the flocks and the herds and his men drove them ahead of the other livestock, saying this is David's plunder. So they have all this shit now, right? Which was... Right. To be fair, mostly their shit, but they also took the other people's shit. And David came to the 200 men who had been too exhausted to follow and who were left behind at the ravine. They came out to meet David and the people who were with him. As David and his men approached, he greeted them. But all the evil men uh, and troublemakers among David's followers said, because they did not go with us, we will not share with them the plunder. Um, But David replied... Um, no, my brothers, you must not do that with what the Lord has given us. He has protected us and handed over to us the forces that came against us. Who will listen to what you say? The share of the men who stayed with the supplies is to be the same of that who went down to the battle. All will share alike. David made this a statute and ordinance for Israel from that day to this. So basically he established equitable sharing of all things. Right. Plunder. Technically, in this situation, is plunder. Right. Yeah. Okay. Socialism. Socialism! <laughs> um, when David arrived in Ziklag, not only did he split the plunder amongst the 400 that were with him, the 200 that remained behind, but he also sent some to the elders of Judah, who were his friends, and saying, here's some presents for you for the plunder of the Lord's enemies. Um, and it says some of their names... I'm not going to I'm not even going to try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much all we have for today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I tried to go through it pretty quickly because it was a lot. Yeah. I tried to stifle some of my just random off off, you know, st- subject banter. Yeah. You know, stuff so that we could get through it. So, OK. Interesting. They they took uh, all of the stolen stuff, which included some of their own stolen stuff. Mm hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then they split it amongst equally amongst themselves and mm-hmm. saved some for the uh, the leaders of Judah, the and elders, cre- not the leaders. Sorry, the elders of Judah and created socialism. Way to go, David. <laughs> you know, that's biting us in the ass even till to today. Is it? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, some some people think so. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's all for this time. But like I said earlier on in the show. 
Next time, we're going to have some really cool shit. We're going to be working with Samuel chapter 28. Um, we're going to be... Let's see. Samuel chapter 28. Uh, we're going to have a little bit more of Corinthians. First Corinthians. We're going to have some of Second Samuel. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And some people are going to die next time. Oh, shit. People are going to die? Yeah, like important people are going to die. Fuck, I am interested now. Yep. Can't wait for these fucks to die. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, anyways, heathens, I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. If you want to get the Skeptic Mafia podcast, you can join Skeptic Mafia, uh, the Skeptic Mafia, by going to joinskepticmafia.com. Uh, you can also do the Patreon thing, uh, patreon.com, Godless Engineer, and you yep. can also get it through there, but you don't get the cool emojis for the yeah, premieres for the, that we do the premieres and the and the live chats for the streams and stuff right. people love using those movies especially the ding everybody loves the team skeptic ding yeah i gotta find a new one to add and i think i got a good idea of what to add for this friday stream oh yeah so we're gonna get a new emoji we are getting a new emoji this Yay. friday so um anyways i hope that you heathens uh 